yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Think about what's been transpiring in our world and things that's been going on. I wonder who have that same mindset. Oh, think about all those old songs our people used to sing that was similar to that. And 
Yo, they break out just another day that the Lord has kept me just another day yes I think about it where those days gone people where have those days went to we used to love coming to church we got excited about the word of God and as I go into this message on today, it's, it's dealing with your commitment. How committed are you to God? Man's wave has changed, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We caught up in traditions, traditions of men. And so for those of you that have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to the book of Mark. Chapter 7, two verses, 6 and 7. And I do, my, do my best not to be before you long because I know you, you got things you want to do. But um, for those who have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and start turning. If you need some more time, all you do is just say, hold up. I can wait. For those of you that have your Bible on your phone, go ahead and open up your app to the book of Mark. I'm going to be coming out of the King James Version. Chapter 7, verses 6 and 7. When you found it and you're ready, say amen. Amen. And it reads... And he answered and said unto them, Well, hath Esaias prophesied of you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Amen. May the Lord bless the reader, the hearer, and the doer of his word. A quick prayer, Lord God, we pray right now that you would come in, Lord, and Lord God, that I would decrease and that you would increase, and that you would let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeemer, that you will bless your people, Lord. Open their ears, Lord, and their minds that they may receive what thus saith the Spirit and what the Spirit has to say, Lord God. We ask, Lord, that you bless right now as only as you know how. In Jesus' name, amen. Commitment. How committed are you to following God in Jesus Christ? Oh, our pastor's out today. Look, I'm glad you was committed to come today because, you know, obviously you like me. Do y'all hear me? Let, 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 let's, 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 let's keep this real. Are you committed to the messenger of the, or the message? Hear me. Are you committed to the messenger or the message 
Most people are committed to the messenger of God and not the message of God. Because it depends on who's bringing the message, you won't show up. Oh, my bad, my bad. Because, see, what happens, the, the pastor at times, it shouldn't have to do it, ha, ha, have to vanish, and, and, and the people don't know if he's preaching today or not, so, so I'm sure. But, but if, if the word got out, hello, somebody. Well, I ain't going today. I, I'm going over there. Because I don't want to hear that person. And a lot of times what happened, we, we get so caught up in an individual that we miss the actual message. I once preached a message. It's not as bad as you think when Lazarus died and everything. And it was amazing because God sent word, but they didn't pay attention to the word that came. They was looking for Jesus to show up and to show out, but he sent the word. A lot of time, God will send a word, but you won't be there to receive it. Because you was expecting the word to show up in a beautiful package or the package that you used to receiving it from. But God works in mysterious ways. So, so I still ask the question, how committed are you to following God in Jesus Christ? And I want to know, whether are you following the message of the messenger? So that's why I say I'm glad you liked me because you showed up or you didn't leave out. When the announcement was made, look, I done been in the churches where people get up where they say, oh, hold on now. Jesus, as he's teaching and he's, letting, he's talking to the Jewish people because it's important that we understand the crux of the problem with the Jewish people was, 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 was that they substituted human authority for God's authority. Once they got in the position of where they were, they started making changes to what thus saith the Lord. And, 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 and as I was looking at this, and Jesus pointed to this in a point where he talks about their tradition actually led to the breaking of the law of God. Their tradition, and one of their traditions was that they're supposed to take care of their parents in their old age. But the Jewish rabbis, Pharisees, had a way out of this. If the Jewish adult told that or declared that their resources were already dedicated to God, they didn't have to take care of their parents. That their parents had labored and gave them the best of their life, and now that they're living high on the hog, and, and it's time for them to come in and start helping mom and dad, they didn't want to do it. But to avoid being uh, uh, called out, the, the, the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, say, hey, in the back door, this all you got to do is let us know that uh, your resources are already dedicated to God. So therefore, you ain't got to worry about your senior father or your senior mother because you are already doing what God has told you to do. These are the things that have transpired. And so as we come on up through our time, today we discover how people have 
somewhat blurred the lines when it comes to following God's word. Commitment is a word that many people in today's society hate to use. Why we got to use that word? Our society deals with a play on words. If we change the word, it sounds better. It feels better. I can accept it. I can eat it. You know, what, what, one thing I learned, which we got to understand, that the devil's desire is to kill, steal. Uh, uh, look, his whole ultimate goal is to destroy us. Now, what I come to learn, when you're dealing with sweet stuff, sweets normally include uh, three main ingredients, sugar, yeast, and some water. Now, if we talk about cakes or whatever, you're like, ooh, I'm down. But if we talk about wine, you're like, what? It's the same thing. It's the same ingredients when you start out. Understand the ultimate goal is to kill you, so I don't care if I kill you through drinking or through eating. The ultimate goal is to kill you. This is what the enemy wants to do. He, he, he likes to play on things. Oh, that's bad for you, but this is good for you. But in the end, it produces the same result. Our society has changed words where people say, well, it's all right now because this is how it's done. Now, we always tell people that the, the, the game don't change just to play us. You're just new to the game. You don't understand the rules of the game. We can change the rules. Sin is sin. I don't care how you dress it up. You can put it, you can make it, you can, you can put it in some sweet, some sugar. You can put it in, however you want to wrap it up. In the end, it is what it is. So commitment. People act as if it is taboo or something. Huh? I ain't, I ain't trying to be serious like that. No, you've gone too far. Commitment. When it comes to the word of God and obeying it, many people, including Christians, pause for a moment depending on the situation. Hold on now, brother. Let me process this. For instance, when it comes to getting married, is commitment is somewhat taboo. It's amazing that people want to be in a committed relationship without being married first. Oh, am I wrong about that? It's amazing that this is what happens in our society, and our society has stamped this with the stamp of approval. You don't have to be married to get any of the blessings of God. Wrong. God has put requirements in order to get this. This is what you got to do, but the world has came along and changed it, and people have bought into it. So as I begin to look, I said, man, this is amazing to me because here it is. Um, most Christians, couples, don't see anything wrong with couples who are living together for a while before they get married. They believe they should discover whether or not they are compatible before tying the knot. It's like test driving a relationship to see what it is, but the whole point is, ha ha have you thoroughly... Do you thoroughly know the person? In my day and time, they used to call it coating. You know, you used to have to go coating, dating, whatever you want to call it. And my folks always told me a date was lunchtime. How long is lunch? That's how long your date is. 
And they always told me, you don't go out at night because at night is something about the moonlight and everything is, it begins to quiver and shine and it goes from one thing to another. They used to give us little parameters, but, but, but nowadays, people do it all and, and, and with this phone thing, that's just done messed up everything because you can romance so much on the phone that by the time you get in, the, in front of the person and, and y'all the devil, what's next? How is it that you feel that you know a person by phone conversation and you ain't spent no time with them but on the phone? And so one thing leads to another. And then once you truly discover that person ain't who they said they are, you mad. As if I think about in the garden, there is nothing suitable in the garden with, with, with Adam. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to move on. But with Adam, you know, God brought everything to him. And, you know, he had already told him, you know, he, he had brought his wife to him. But, but what's amazing, I could see Adam saying, I see you, giraffe, with them tall legs looking all sexy. Remember, ain't nothing suitable in the garden. I can see your baboon with that silhouette body you got on, but, but that's not my bone. That's not, come on now, he, look, he looking, but, but, that, but that's not for him, and it's amazing that we have a problem of naming and claiming it, but, it, but it's a difference. You called it for what it was, but you named it something else. What you mean, Pastor? You saw him and he had that spirit of a dog, but 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 that ain't what you 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 called it a dog, he a dog. But when you introduced him to me, you said this is my man. Y'all don't hear me. This my man. The spirit said he a dog. Understand, he ain't no good, he low down, but it's something about him. Then all of a sudden the true thing come out of him and you say, I knew he was a dog. Hold on now. now. After the real him, I knew he was, what? You called it one thing but named it something else. We, we have a problem. Understand, you, 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 you need to be committed to what God gives you. If he said this is what it is, this is what it is, no matter what you think it may be or how it may turn out, what God has already revealed it. We are living in a time where people of today believe that it is better to have friends with benefits with no strings attached than to be in a committed relationship. I ain't trying to be tied down. It's amazing that before I got married, I, I, I encountered more women that would tell me, don't fall in love. Oh, y'all, look at it. They look at me like I'm crazy, okay? Okay. okay. They not ready for all that, but doing all that. This is, this is what we're dealing with in our day and time. And so I'm still asking, how committed are you to God? Because when we're dealing with the world, we have to deal with it with the word. There is one letter that's different. It's the L. It's the lie. Have you recognized the lie in the world? If you can identify the lie, you will always have the word. But the thing is, it's something about the lie. Tell me you love me. Fool me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he been fooling us for a long. But this, this attitude way of thinking is also seen within the church and among the members today. There are those who want to be the boss and in charge of just about everything. 
but is not totally committed to Christ. You got people who prefer to lead from the back and not from the front. And is not willing to be the ones who strive to set an example. I want to show you this is how it's supposed to be done. Our parents used to tell us, live on. Live on. There were answers that they were trying to tell us and give us that only came through living. Keep living. You're going to reach a point in your life when you look back and say, man, if I'd known then what I know now, my life would be different. If I would have paid attention, if I would have heeded to their warning, I wouldn't be having this problem. Now, I'm going to have problems in life, but it won't be this. It wouldn't be this. We have people who are church hoppers who like going from church to church. Why you go? Some go for the singing. 99% of the people I believe like they go to a church that can sing down because they ain't worried about the way. I didn't want to go hear them sing. Others go to some churches for teaching. Some go to churches for preaching. But the, but, but the thing is, others are looking for a mate when they go. Some are looking for mess and some are looking for gossip. But you got to understand, there are people that come to church for different reasons. Why are you here? What is your purpose? If this is you, this individual does not like to be committed to one church, but to have to have a variety of churches to attend. They are, they are uncommitted, unstable, undependable, and double-minded. If you're dealing with an individual, whether they are in the church or out of church, you need to have somebody that is stable in Christ. Somebody that has some commitment about themselves. Somebody who is real. Life is too short for us to be playing games. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but, but maybe this is for you. Understand, Jesus stated in Mark 8, and 34, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This is a transformation of the renewing of the mind from a non-committed attitude in Christ to a committed attitude in Christ. Okay, I made it that I understand God. I understand my way ain't working. So I'm finna follow your way. I understand how I've been doing things is messed up. So I'm willing to step out of my boat. as Peter did, and trust you. I'm willing. Unless there is a change made in the way that the individual thinks he or she will continue to live what we call a hypocritical life, which means being out of fellowship with God and Christ Jesus. He'll continue to think this way. There's a way that seemeth right unto man. They will continue to go to what seemeth right instead of what is right. I want to encourage you this morning to get on the right path, to start thinking right. Understand, you're not by yourself, but you will, you will, you will feel by yourself. If you ever done the right thing and, 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 and I can say it and, and, and felt crazy about it, Everybody else went and went to the party and you decided not to go to the party. 
And while the party was going on, you was at home feeling crazy. You didn't get no, you, you, you didn't feel better until you heard what happened at the party. You know, they got the fighting up in the party and somebody got the shooting and you know, girl, they were just running everything. You're like, woo. And the first thing you say, I'm glad I ain't go. You was already told not to go. You was already told in your spirit not to go. You was already informed for some reason. You had the intuition, I don't supposed to be there. And so now you're fighting against that urge to go or to stay, and you chose to stay and reap the blessing. God speaks to us and deals with us like this in a lot of ways. A hypocritical life, I want you to know it's a false life. And it's found in 2 Timothy when he says, having a form of godliness, which is a mere religion without the power of, of God, without having a true spiritual life. It is a form of godliness, denying the power thereof, going through, basically when you deny the power, you're going through the motions of religion, but denying that it has any real power. The word of God said, when you come across people like that, turn away from them. It's hard because they are our friends and sometimes maybe our family members. I understand, he didn't say not pray for them. He said, basically, you don't need to be hanging around them because, see, they going through, they, they, they are just playing church. And we've been told we shouldn't play church. We've been told, you don't rush to get grown. Huh? I, I, I'm one of the ones, Lord God knows if I can go back. Peter Pan is, a, is, is false, but baby, if I could, I'd be Peter Pan my whole life. But I had to grow up. And what we have, we have a lot of grown adults who are grown physically, but not grown mentally, not grown financially. There are areas in our lives that we must mature in. And what you find is that people hadn't matured in certain areas. They still have emotional problems that, that they're still dealing with like their children. Understand, these are the issues that you deal with. You think you're dating a grown man, but he's just a grown child. Who throw temper tantrums? I help me out, somebody. You know, I'm going to move on, but I want to let you know, whenever you're with a person who's thrown a temper tantrum, they ain't mature. Mature adults know how to talk some things out. A child will start kicking and crying and throwing stuff and, and hollering and screaming, and you're wondering what's going on. Sit down somewhere. Go to your room. Man, it's amazing that, 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 that your mate or, or your, my bad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend said, go to your room. I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. Go to your room. Who do you think you are? Sit down somewhere. You be, what? Did you know I'm a grown person? You're not acting like a grown Sit down. Oh, I know I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Y'all looking at me like, man, he is on something. I'm on the word. Look, I'm high on the word. I understood this. Understand if you are bold enough to sin, then you are bold enough to encourage someone else to sin. How do you encourage people to sin? Or what sin are you engaged in? 
what do you do that's just a little bit? Well, you know, I just do this. What? 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 I, I, look, come on. For what I understand, sin will take you places you don't want to go, keep you longer than you want to be kept, and cost you more than you willing to pay. Sin. Not to mention have you doing things you never thought of doing. Because once you open the door, you never know where it goes. It's just like, it's, it's like going downhill. Until God stops you, you're going to keep going. Till you hit a bottom, and most people hadn't hit the bottom. They still rolling. In my job, we got dry drunks. I got dry addicts. They high, but they still know how to go to work. Drunks, they dry drunks. They, they drunk as a skunk, but they can go to work. We done came up in family members like that. Be drunk is on or what, but get up and go to work every day. Look, what? They hadn't hit a bottom yet. Your bottom is not their bottom. And a lot of times, because we see stuff like that, we think we can handle it too. We can do it too. Until we try it. And find out that it doesn't work that way. I understand people want to look like the church but don't want to be the church. We come, we dressed up, we looking like all holy and sanctimonious. But the thing is, that's only in here. The true work begins when we leave out. When we leave out to serve, when we leave out to represent being committed, these traditions, and this is what we're dealing with with our politicians and everybody else. Everybody loves to tell us what they're going to do, but their actions always speak louder than their words. It's the same way with us. If you profess Christ and understand, people expect to see Christ in you. Not some of the time, but all the time. Not just today, but tomorrow and forever. You, sir, you serve a living God, a risen God. They understand where your joy at. Even in the midst of your baddest hour, you're supposed to have joy. Do you have it? I realize people want to sing about the cross but don't want to carry the cross. We got so many talented singers out there who, who are gifted Gifted, talented. We got great orators, preachers, and teachers who are gifted and talented, can, 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 can spew out the word of God, can spit it. But when it comes to actual living, it's a problem because if they ever get caught doing something, they got an excuse. I want you to know this. Their level of maturity ain't where it should be. They need they they own milk, but act like they own meat. Understand, they're not committed to living this life to following Jesus at that moment. I ain't saying they can't get there, but what is being shown is now, and the world has become okay with it. What you do in private should stay in private. It should never be open to the public. But what we have done, we have opened our private lives to the public and expect everybody to be all right. How are we trying to say, you don't do it? No, you know, I ain't saying what I do, but I, I got sense enough. The little sense that I have ain't much. 
I know some things what I shouldn't do and what I should do. But now we live in a time where they want to know all your business. And we give it to them. Social media allows you not to have no privacy. And you are right with it until people start using what you don't put out against you. How you think a person know you because of what you put out there. If we live a real life, then all those Facebook pages, things that we post, we'll know ain't true. We only post about the good things. This is how I'm living. I'm guilty. When I go out, my wife, I like, look, we put these pictures on here once we come back off vacation. I ain't trying to put them on while I'm on vacation because somebody may break in my house. You crazy, huh? I know I am. But I know if they break in the house, you're going to be looking at me talking about some wood. Back to square one and we got to start over. This, this, this is the real, and so that's why, you know, I owe my word about like you, like me. People are concerned about likes nowadays. Everybody's looking for attention, but now everybody's not looking for God. Everybody's looking for attention for everybody else. I want your approval, your approval, your approval. Let me let you know, and being a Christian, if you're going to be committed to God, there are going to be some people that, that you're not going to get their likes. And being a Christian, you got to be all right with not being liked. I'm, I'm, I'm finna get up out of here. I want you to know this. When you choose to follow Christ, understand you are being, you are being, you're saying I'm willing to be picked on. I'm, I'm picked out. I'm a peculiar person. I'm sanctified. I'm consecrated to God. I belong to him. And he said if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. What they gonna persecute you for? For following him. For trying to live right. For trying to do right. For even doing this. Understand. You will be walking this road by yourself. But you're not by yourself. The word says, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. You don't have to be saved to praise the Lord. Nature declares his glory and mighty acts. The birds sing, the stars twinkle, the wind blows, and the sun shines. But anybody can't be a worshiper whom the heavenly Father seeketh. The ones who will worship him in spirit of truth is the ones that he truly seeks. But everybody wants to be a worship. Who wants to be a worship understands the cost of following him. Because being a true worshiper will take you from the outer court to the inner court through the veil and straight into the holies of holies where he is. One day I teach you about the veil because the veil is Jesus. The veil is the thing that stood between God and man in the holiest of holies. Only the holy priest once a year can go through the veil to offer an atonement, an offering 
for him, for sin, for himself and the Jewish people. When Jesus died, it talks about the veil being rent, torn from top to bottom. The veil was his flesh. Jesus tore his flesh apart so that you could enter into the holies of holies. He's not only a high priest, but he came, the offering. The offering that, that he kept getting, look, it was only temporary. It, it, it only lasted for so long and they had to repeat it. But when Jesus died, you didn't have to worry about any more offerings. For he was the perfect offering. He was the pure offering. He was the holy offering. And so what happens is that when we go to God, understand he sees the blood because in order to enter him, we got to go through Jesus. Y'all don't understand. There's a fountain field. Understand. It's his blood. It's his blood. As we go through, we're cleansed. And so when we stand before God Almighty, because in the holies of holiness, there was an ark of covenant. And above the ark, on the ark was a mercy seat. But hovering above the mercy seat was the spirit of God, the presence of God. Anybody who went into the presence of God never came out the same. When you read in the word of God, anybody who met Jesus, anybody who met God in the Old Testament never was the same again. They were different. He took a demonic man and made a disciple out of him. I dare you to look at it. It talks about the man that had legion. He went from all these devils to being a disciple. And the people were afraid of him because God saved him. He had what we would consider an extreme makeover. God can remake you if you commit it. If you commit your life back to him, this is what this is about. This is about you recommitting your life back to God. Do it. Oh, I love it. 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 I see it so much. Demon to disciple. What? If you ever read that story, the man that had legion wanted some help. He went to the help. The help couldn't help him. They put him in chains. He broke the chains. Huh? What? What you saying? I, I want you to look at it. He, he did. They put him out. They ostracized him. He was living where the pigs were. You got to get out of here. He was in an unclean spot. Ain't it amazing that the God that we serve will show up in the most nastiest places? What? Where were you when he found you? Huh? Not where you found him, but where did he find you at? What were you doing? What were you saying? How were you acting? At least you forget where you came from. Come on now. How committed are you for all that he's done for you, for how good he's been to you, for where he brought you from, for what he gave you, for what he spared you from? God is worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of your commitment, of your recommitment to him. 
If you've gone back on your words, you need to renew your word. You need to come back to your first love. You need to trust him. You need to honor him with you. Which is your reasonable service. Give God his due praise. Give him you. Give God his due worship. You. 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 He wants you. In closing. Worship prepares you for a battle. Because you are committed. If you had not been a worshiper. When the test comes or have came, you would have lost your mind. But because you love the Lord, he did it when you couldn't. When you are under attack, call Jesus. Jesus, the lily of the valley. Jesus the bright and morning star. Jesus, my way out of no way. Jesus, he was born in Bethlehem. He was reared in Nazareth. He was tried in unjust courts. He was hung, crucified, dead and buried. But the word of God said he didn't stay dead. On the third day, he got up with all power in his hand and declared that I am he that was dead but behold I'm alive forevermore I can see the people say who is it? Jesus Jesus our grandparents used to call on their name Jesus no matter what time of day or it was Jesus I can say that, that, that my granddaddy wasn't around but my grandmama the mothers I came up with they knew something about the name of Jesus I ain't saying men do, but, but I grew up in a time where women were women. They didn't mind calling the sisters who will come and circle you and pray that Jesus save my child. Jesus help my baby. Oh, I don't know what they're doing right now, but, but Lord, they ain't here with me. I'm worrying about them. Lord, I need you to take care of them. I need you to bless them. I need you to help them. Lord Jesus, we got to get back to calling on that mighty name. We got to be committed to the name of Jesus. Oh, we're going to open the doors of the church. Maybe somebody here. Want to give your life. Want to recommit your life. Oh. Won't you come? Commitment is what he's looking from you. God wants you to be committed to him. Come on. Will there be one? Oh, he can do it. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. He's a great God. Come on.
Will there be one?